Hello and welcome to Q&A Quest episode uh, 150. Damn. Um, I am. I'm your host, Mike Apps, a.k.a. Wheels, and with me as always... I'm Phil Willis, a.k.a. JC Servant. And calling in as always from Japan, your um, Gaiji Minotari, Michael Baker. And uh, we are sorry for the slight delay in this episode. We had some conflicts and then I got a cold and you know. And Windows 10 ate up all my sound drivers. It was horrible. Horrible I tell you. Yeah that'll happen. I had to re I had like roll it back a week. You know how hard that is to do in Windows 10. They don't make that stuff easy anymore. Mm -mm. (laughs) Granted I think we had all of like two questions um, or like three or four two questions before we were supposed to be taping the last time. And yes. not many more since. Yeah. Now, I guess everyone is trying to deal with the lack of Ninten- a new Nintendo Direct. We have not gotten in a while. It's uh, not me, Mario! <laughs> yeah, somewhere. I'm lost! Ouija, save me! Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Mario, actually, because my kids have been on a Mario kick, so I'm playing lots of new Super Mario Brothers. It's good times. Okay. Yeah, new Super Mario Brothers U is really good. <clears throat> I like that uh, a lot on the Wii U. Yeah. I need to get the Switch. I just I, I got it on a wish list somewhere waiting for it to kind of go on sale since I'm double dipping. I don't really want to pay full price for it, so I have to wait for it to go on sale. But those, you know, how those Nintendo games are—they really like to hold on to their value. Oh, Unless, yeah. of course, you're Mario and Rabbits, then it's fine. Then it's on sale every week. Well, technically, that is an Ubisoft published title. So. There you go. But yeah, people should buy that game. That game's really freaking good. Oh yeah, and you can get it for a song and a dance. It was just on sale. This is still maybe on sale it's, on yeah, the it's, eShop. It's on sale right now for twenty bucks with the DLC or fifteen bucks without it. OMG, get it now! Just yeah. do it. You should get the DLC because it's good. Yeah. Yesterday you said tomorrow, so just do it. Make your dreams come true. Da, 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 da. I'm loving it. Also, can... I mean, I guess we're, we're using catchphrases and things, right? Yes. Hey, and if you can get the reference of what I just did, shoot me off a tweet at JC Servant. Mention what it was, and you will get yourself a free game from whatever game I still have left in my Steam giveaway oh, nice. gift bag. <coughs> Look at that on the spot giveaways only here on the Q and A quest. Nice. Brought to you by our Trust. Oh, and also, Rayman Legends is ten bucks on the eShop right now. That's a cheap. that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, the eShop has had lots of good sales. Um, it's very non-Nintendo. <sighs> yeah, yeah, they have really been on the ball lately with yeah. those. Uh, yeah, very like you said, very non-Nintendo, very pleasant surprise. And one thing, uh, you know, I like to explain to people who are kind of newish to Switch or maybe haven't spent a lot of time in the eShop is there is a wish list, but unlike, let's say, Steam or Sony, 
you have to go in you have to go into the console you can only add games to your wish list from the shop inside your switch you can't you you, you can log in online to the eShop on the webpage but you can't manipulate your wish list through that portal you have to do it through your your handheld console and then when you hear there's a big eShop sale going on all you have to do is pull up your wish list on your switch and you can see which games are on sale and decide which ones you want to pull the trigger on yep that's pretty so, yeah works it works great Just do it. Do it. Just do it. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, in case you have listened this far and didn't realize it, yes, Dave is running late. In case you're wondering. <clears throat> Who's Dave? I don't know who Dave is. There's me. He's the That's norm- all you need to know. He's the normal you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, you know that. <laughs> Man, I'm the normal one. He's the abnormal one. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you have some cool questions for us, or do you want me to make up some questions? Because I can make up some questions. Um, oh, that is very tempting, but I'm not sure if it's a good idea. I, it probably isn't. I'll let you make up one question. Oh, you can't just let me do one. It's like, it's like Pringles. Once you have one, you just can't stop, right? I'll let you make up two questions. Once you pop the pen, don't stop it, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Shoot. Mike, what is Hearthstone Battlegrounds? What, what's this I've been hearing about? Uh, well, have you ever heard of the n- new genre that's going around called Auto Battlers? No. Well, no. I sort. I no. No, I haven't. Tell me about it, Mike. Well, I actually. It sound very good. Yeah, yeah, sounds kind of boring. Yeah, I actually don't really know <laughs> too much about the genre because I've played like one of them and it seemed pretty stupid. Uh, but the idea is, it started with some mod for um, uh, Dota Two, which I also don't care about, uh, called Auto Chess, where I guess you basically. Uh, you go through. Uh, there's a lot of games that have, you know, modes like this where you shop for units, and then there's like an auto battle phase where they fight fight things out. And then you do some more shopping and stuff. And yes, if you're if you think this sounds kind of stupid, um, I was kind of the, right there with you until I played the Hearthstone one, um, which uh, I think is a lot more interesting than any of those because it involves uh, you buy <coughs> you buy cards and you position position them and then auto battle proceeds um, where uh, you're you switching off player to player one of your characters going was it like it's left to right each of your uh, minion cards attacks a random enemy minion card and it kind of goes from there and there's a lot of depth and strategy to it and it's just kind of a lot of fun um it's still in like i want to say early access mode and they're doing a lot of testing and balancing and changing uh but for that said it's it's a hell of a lot of fun and i can't see wait to see what they do with it in the future yeah, it's one good. of those. It's one of those types of games where you basically it's all in the setup of your pa- party, and then you wind up and see how it goes. Exactly. Yes. 
Yeah. A, a little like Ogre Battle or you never played Dungeons and Dragons. I can think of several games in the past that did something like this. Yeah, Ogre Battle is, I think, a good comparison. Um, you, I, I would say you have a little more control over things, how things go, but yeah, it is. there's a bit of randomness to it. Uh, but it, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. You've also you also got a strong element of of, of deck building games. So if you ever played a you know a deck building game like Dominion um, or Thunderstone, uh, you know with your family, there's some online versions I think of Dominion. But um, essentially, card deck building games are games like Magic the Gathering. But instead of going out and buying the cards with your money and then building a deck and playing against your friend, a deck building game buying the cards is part of the game you start off with some gold or something in your hand and use that gold to buy cards from the shop you shuffle them into your deck and you keep doing this in the rounds until you've got a deck you can win the game with uh and that's kind of what this game does in the first round you got start off with three gold you get to buy one of the monster cards that the shopkeeper is offering you and this will go in the rounds you'll get more gold you can upgrade the shopkeeper to get a better selection of cards um, and then, yeah, when it comes to the battling part of it, that is completely automated uh, by the system. So, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of like a, an auto battler meets a deck building game, and it's it's pretty cool. Well, and meets Hearthstone, so it's still the Hearthstone mechanics and games yeah, that, you, that you love. Exactly, yeah. that's kind of the hook for me. Is it's not necessarily a new game. It's it, assuming you've already played Hearthstone and so yeah this is sounding a little less horrific than I was imagining because it's basically a, a uh, more of a management simulation right side of yeah, <laughs> yeah you're definitely building your scientifically engineered to not be for me though so thanks for discussing it while I was going <laughs> <laughs> hey. it, it, yeah it's hey. Yeah, you definitely. It's different because in, in most Hearthstone games, outside of let's say the arena, uh, you are bringing, you're building up your deck before you come to the table, and you're playing against other people. This is definitely closer to the arena, but um, but you're actually building your cards as you know part of the game. You, you you buy a card, you stick it on the table, you play around a combat, and then you buy another card and you build up a deck. You might sell some cards uh, to tighten up your deck. It's pretty cool. It, it, it's a lot of fun, and it, and it's free. Um, somebody so, somebody pointed out you don't win anything for it and that's a bit of a bummer but then again you don't pay anything for it like you do like arena you have to pay 100 gold for, for each time you want to enter the arena so this is for free while it's at least while it's in beta I'm sure at some point they're going to monetize this uh, but the flip side of that is you'll probably get some sort of rewards for placing well yep. but for now it's a good time to get in there and practice and be ready for when they eventually release a more premium version of it so it's good to see them really pushing uh, pushing their their product a, a little bit further. That's been out for a while. Yeah, I, I not just it. not just releasing new cards and being lazy. <laughs> so good times. Well, now that we've got Dave here, oh wait, I was gonna let you do at least one more quick question. So go ahead, Phil. You still get to do one more question. Hmm. Well, uh, I heard that you like Monster Hunter, Mike. Can, can you tell? Do, do you uh, know about? Do you know uh, anything about the 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 crossover that they had with Dragalia Lost? I do not. Ah. Uh, no. Uh oh. 
<laughs> so it kind of segue, I have a, I like present a question and answer myself. It, it kind of segues, it just segues really well off of what we just talked about with auto battlers and stuff. So Dragala Lost is in fact a cell phone auto battling game just about. It, it's, it's a fantasy JRPG meets Diablo kind of deal. Um, there's a story there. It's kind of cute. You can read it. I'm not going to go over it here, but but the actual gameplay itself, which is the bulk when you're when you're going to fight monsters and whatever, have your character will run through dungeons and you can control it with a virtual left joystick and use skills by pressing virtual buttons on the right hand side of the screen. Uh, but what's really funny is that there's a button you can press that puts the character on auto battle. Well, there's other other party members who pretty much fight themselves, anyways. Uh, so in a way, it's kind of like a, like a Marvel Ultimate Alliance, uh, but uh, but but it'll play itself. You just hit the auto battle button, and the characters will run through. So if you're tired or you're bored of doing it, but you still want to level up your characters, just hit the auto button, put your phone down, and, and in a minute or two, they'll run the dungeon for you. Uh, so if if you're I, I was not- just thinking, yeah, there, there have been a lot of smartphone RPGs that worked on a similar principle for auto battles. Now that I think of it. Yeah, yeah, and I think like you, one of you or two of you just said, I personally have no interest in auto battlers. I guess the point is to kind of keep leveling things up, and then you know you'll you'll get currency, you'll buy new characters, open up treasure chests, get more characters, weapons, dragons. There's all these different layers that go into Dragali Lost to quote unquote level up your party or make your party more powerful. And a lot of it, of course, is randomized, and there's loot boxes and all this other garbage. I just don't care. But they did have a crossover with Monster Hunter. Um, a really cute story where uh, some hunters get dropped into their universe and uh, and you befriend them and one of them's wearing a Kieran outfit. It's really cute as hell. Uh, and you nice. eventually end up fighting a Rathalos, which is really cute and awesome. Uh, I, I'm not into auto battlers, but I took the couple of hours it took to get, you have to get your account up to a certain point in the story. Uh, and that requires getting to a certain level. So that took me a, a, a couple of hours but um, but it was cute and worth it just to kind of see the Monster Hunter stuff. Of course, if you don't want to do that, you can just go on YouTube and watch it all. But if you're a Monster Hunter fan, I, I, I feel like it's at least watching the YouTube video uh, to see what they've done here. It's super cute. Because they're like chibi-eyes versions of these things. Even the Rathalos almost looks, looks kind of cute. So it's like so. Uh, Dragon Quest uh, Riders? Yeah, right? There's another Dragon, segue. Mon- Monster Hunter Riders, jeez. Monster Hunter Riders, there you go. Brain... Brain no worky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what did the Rathalos look like? A big red dragon. Have you ever heard of a dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> That's what monster hunter monsters look like. Dinosaurs. Yeah, it is kind of like a uh, dinosaur hunter, sort of. Minus the Turok. Mm-hmm. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Person, I would play a lot more Monster Hunter if I collected a hundred doodads and the frickin' protagonist shouted, I am Turok. Hmm. Man, that reminds me. I keep seeing limited run copies of Turok the Dinosaur Hunter at Best Buy and have to force myself to not buy it. I'm sure those are there's an audience of someone for that. And yes, and it's not me, and I have to remind myself that it's not me. <laughs> Like, yes, know, this was this was neat in when I had an N64. It's not neat anymore. <laughs> an N64 and nothing else to do. 
Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm a retro gamer. <laughs> I'm a retro gamer, but I have like zero real desire. I mean, the retro gamer mom me wants to do it, but then the other side of my brain's like, no, come on. Yeah. Now. Well, I mean, <laughs> no. Let's be honest. There's some genres that don't age particularly well, and one of which is first-person shooters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Doom still owns. Y- yes, there are a few that are like timeless, but for the most part, like. For example, yeah. Quake does not still own. No. <laughs> it is, however, very. I've experientially confirmed that it is very funny to play it with deeply inappropriate music. <laughs> I recommend Mongo Jerry's In the Summertime. What the hell? <laughs> 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 because uh, when you hear that playing while some like really grim dark uh, castle is is being traversed and traps are going off it's really funny i'm not going to lie oh, man. in the summertime when the weather is high okay i'll just i'll throw that at wheel <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll i'll throw that at wheel he should make a ending music for the steps <laughs> Okay, so what did you guys do with that one? I need to hear this. Uh, we ran, <laughs> rambled on about nothing. Pretended oh, you weren't not here. Yes, yeah, we we did a thing. You, I would have, I would have assumed you should have, uh, you should have, you should usually be pretending that I'm not here when I am here. <laughs> <laughs> you got it all wrong. Why you carry the show? Because I've been half awake. <laughs> I'm the only one weeks. who's awake at this time, apparently. <clears throat> Cause baby, okay. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Um, okay. Uh, you uh, just reminded me of random songs from twenty to thirty years ago, Phil. I ain't no Phil. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, okay, then I guess we should maybe get to the questions. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> um. Has anyone played uh, Three Houses DLC yet? I have not. I haven't played Three Houses. <laughs> Negator. <laughs> well. Skeletor. Oh, man. It looks okay, no, neat. no. It looks neat, but that's all, all I've got so far. <laughs> I fired, you I could f- do it right now. Well, I fired it up last night, and then it was like, I should go to bed. <laughs> And I did. Nice, that's good. Because <clears throat> yeah, wife wife is back at work, so that means I have to sh- shuffle off three ch- children to school and daycare some days. Oh, so, yes. Good times. But yeah, I'm sure it's cool. I'm excited to try it, but I have strategy. I have many RPGs to play right now. Yes. <laughs> Too many RPGs, especially on Switch. Yeah. Let's let us complain about this wonderful thing for a <laughs> Have you considered releasing less stuff? No. Please don't actually consider that. Please. <laughs> I don't want to be that selfish. Um, Listen, my cup is full. And I would like to for it to overflow into a second cup. Thank you. I feel like it runneth over already. But, yes. I mean, yes. Yes. Runneth over. 
<sighs> but yeah, um, but I guess we can probably hit the questions. Um, hmm. Uh, there aren't any in the Discord, are there? Uh, yes. Somebody sent something in Discord. Uh, something along the lines of how do you get away with some of the blatant copyright violations for music? Oh, shh. Ooh, no, let's, let's ignore we, that. We part do of things the on a strictly handshake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all, all on the up and up. Uh, but the actual question in there we have is uh, Yokai 4, any word on that coming here? Also, there has been word on that. I think he means. Uh, he definitely knows that it, this is Plotty M3. I think he means like yeah. any updates, to which I don't think so. Yeah, there hasn't. I don't think they've said anything about it. I know it just like uh, in some level, like there was a PS4 version or something, and an expanded Switch version that are both coming out. I think something like that. Uh, oh man! Did anyone else other than I sent this to Wheels? Did anyone else see the? like, merch sales uh, chart that, like, Bandai put out a while ago that was very, uh... Oh. Very sad. The one that was like, oh, Yokai fell off a cliff. Like, Yokai just charges in in the mid-ops and and is, like, near the top, like, underneath Gundam, of course, because, I mean, Gunpla is Legion. But then, like, a few years later, it just falls entirely off the list. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a little sad. Bound to happen. But, yeah. Uh, do we have any sort of more solid release date on that in the West? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> um, we are getting uh, Snack World tomorrow, though. Another That's level weird. Level five thing. Even for Man, level five, Snack it's like a really good little game. Uh, Snack World is like two multimedia projects ago. I feel like something like that. I'm gonna pick it up though. It's rogue like rogue, roguish. Well, rogue-like. I know not to be involved. <laughs> but hey, that means smaller play sessions and it means something that I can play without distracting me from the other many long RPGs. I can't believe you won't be picking up Katana Common. I don't I don't know what that is. It's a roguelike from the frickin' Yeah, from Spike Chunsoft that's a spin-off. I think I mentioned this to you, Wheels, about three weeks ago. You did. It did, in fact, happen. And Eric RPG was pointing out on Twitter that we discussed it, and I'm like, I don't remember. (laughs) Wheels' memory is just completely shot for half of the podcast. I'm tired. (laughs) I don't even blame you. Speaking as a fellow parent of a toddler uh, or pre-toddler, this is way past your bedtime, Wheels. Yes. Okay, let's let's uh, run but, down some questions so that yeah, we'll yeah, that, that's I will buy that thing. You you put the the word rogue in there, and I will buy that thing. Well, it, it oh, literally oh. has a sheer on the wand. What what if what if I put the word rogue into the word MMO? Um, what does that even mean? Like a that rogue? means 
World of Warcraft 8.3, the newest update, uh, adds in a brand new roguelike experience. Now you go through what? shadow visions. Yeah, you go through that shadow. Absolutely miserable. <laughs> oh, it is so exciting. You go through shadow. So basically, their version of Cthulhu is 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 coming back. Uh, old god bullshit. And and. Is that, uh, is that Nizoth or is that? Yeah, um, that's it. That's okay. it. Yeah, Nizoth, and <sighs> and you get to basically participate in visions of the future of what's going to happen if he's left unchecked. So you're going to go through these really Cthulhu-y, insanity-inducing versions of Agrimar or Stormwind. And as you enter the instance of these capital cities uh, that are filled with tentacles and nasty old monsters and whatever have you, uh, your map will show you where the danger zones are at. at the, and, and the further you go in, the more dangerous it is, but the better the loot, assuming you survive and get out with it. Um, and some of the monsters can inflict uh, insane. Well, you're, you've got a sanity meter that's constantly filling up. It's kind of like a timer. And some of those monsters can fill it up faster, and some of the areas will fill it up faster than others. Um, you eventually get corrupted gear from it. That corrupted gear is very powerful, but comes with some twisted drawbacks, some of them of which can kill you. So you'll want to eventually purify them. But it's a really, really cool uh system that's inspired by the whole roguelike thing that's going on i'm very excited right. and it, it's also a, a mechanic that they're going to further enhance with shadowlands and the mages i think it's called the mages tower so i'm very excited about all of that because you say roguelike and <coughs> boy it, my 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 more my, my warlock oh that sounds like a party <laughs> papa krigor is gonna do some roguelike stuff get some corrupted gear yeah also, for the record, the only way I know who Nazoth is is through Hearthstone. Thank you. Yeah, he's coming back. You say that like it makes it better. <laughs> totally. Doesn't it? No, no, I'm saying that to Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know who he was until I started... I kind of resubbed and started playing again. Yeah, you can't get away from him. All those tentacles all over the place. And you should see the freaking armor and weapons, especially like the hunters, the, the the epic leather mythic armor you can get. has freaking eyeballs all over it that are all looking in different directions and stuff. And you can get this gun that the scope has an eyeball in the front as if it's the one scoping out your enemies for you when you're aiming at somebody. The mouth looks like uh, Kinzu from Monster Hunter. It's just got these sharp teeth. It's just this gaping maw, the, oh, the mouth of the gun where the bullet goes out. It's got these sharp teeth. And then there's this tentacle that's wrapped around the gun that looks like it's gently caressing itself, caressing <laughs> the gun. It is awesome. Like, oh my gosh, these guys at Blizzard are so creative. I just, I, I gotta have it. I gotta have it all. I gotta have it all, apps. Gotta catch it all. The old okay. godmon. <laughs> I know no, no, we're not moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm surprised my brother hasn't bugged me about that because he is mega uh, into World of Warcraft. Oh, oh, that'd be cool if like you can just pass him on and say, hey, if you want another friend, add to the friends list. Because I, I do get uh, a little irritated running dungeons with pugs. I just don't really have a lot of options right now to knock out some of those quests and. Like, that's kind of one of the downsides of World of Warcraft. You don't have a good guild and you're running with pugs. I mean, on one hand, they're very convenient. Uh, you just hit the dungeon finder, raid finder button, and boom, you're there. But heaven forbid you do something wrong or you're not super fast and people start getting derogatory with you. I had someone's like, oh, you suck. I'm like, I don't know how you guys got from point A to point B so quick. Apparently, there's a way you got to jump around the monster so you don't aggro them because people don't like to kill the monsters along the way. They always want to take the shortest 
way from boss to boss to boss to boss, and I, and I lost track of how they got there, and I accidentally aggroed some mobs and kind of got us killed. So, <laughs> I <laughs> let the insulting begin, right? Welcome to World of Warcraft, folks. I'd like to meet friends and run dungeons with them if I can. Well, I don't think, also, I don't think that's only a World of Warcraft problem. I think that's an end. That's MMO called the problem. internet. The it's called the internet, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why, yeah. I, I, for the for the most part, I'm very. I usually just play solo, and I'm very excited that these uh, roguelike experiences are actually balanced to where you could do it with. Uh, you can do them solo, or you can do them with a party. Uh, there's 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 if you do it with a party, you got someone who can watch your back and and if they have battle res or something, and get you back up if you fall. Um, but if you are if all you're doing is pugging, you probably find out that you're wiping a lot, and you've only got so many chances of this. It's it. There has to be consequences to you losing for it to really feel kind of like a roguelite. Yeah. So uh, so if you feel like you can't depend on other people and you're a good player, just do it. You can do it solo, and it'll balance for that. With the mages tower, I believe from what they were talking about with Shadowlands, they're going to better balance it to where you can go with two people, three people with a tank, without a tank, whatever, and it will be balanced for whatever your party composition is. So you can just kind of go in with your friends. Nice. All right. Well, I'm definitely going to have to check that out at some point. Left me some roguelikes. And also, uh, Monster Hunter actually has good randos. I should say. I just want to say that. You say that now, and then one of them's just going to completely. Uh, like the next time you play, you'll get rent. You'll get a. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> no, I have to say, like, no, Wheels is right. Like, there's an entirely night and day difference between the the community when you group up with the pug and World of Warcraft versus Monster Hunter. I mean, even when I was a newbie, I just I always felt like the the higher ups who knew what they were doing, they they came in with like, hey. We're here to help you out. We're going to do you a solid, you know. And, and, and in a way, they were just kind of showing off. Look at how good we are. We're going to kill that monster for you in two minutes, right? <laughs> and World of Warcraft is pretty much like, oh, how dare you? are slowing us down. We're going we're gonna to take six minutes to do this dungeon instead of five, and it's all your fault. So, yeah, Monster Hunter has one of the best online communities I had the pleasure to play with. Probably because it's lots of Japanese players. Yeah, and they're so you know you're you know you're gonna beat up that monster when you get a Japanese group. Yeah, that that thing's dead. Like it doesn't even know it yet, but that monster's dead. Times. All right. Uh, actual question. Uh, Why not? Platy M three wants to know who localized uh, Yokai Watch three. Uh, I believe Nintendo, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. If you want, like, the individual people, uh, Wheels is the one who might have actually seen the credits at some stage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember who, though. But well, now you we have will, homework. We will get back to you. Uh, <clears throat> now, for... We have a question from Budai, which is... What are some cool non-human characters? Okay, so how are you defining non-human? Because I mean, elves and dwarves are close enough in shape. That I'm not sure if they should count for the question. Yeah, they're basically like one genetic change away from humans. All right, well then I'm I mean, gonna. So, uh, wait, wait, are we talking so about a particular? Are we talking about a particular game? Kind of no, in general, annoyed. any any yeah. RPG, and and I'm gonna say as non-human as possible. So the weirdest. Misshapen those flying things. squirrels from Suey Code too. Yes, uh, so I'm gonna go all in for the Nopon. Of course, Roly Poly, keep on rolling. Exactly. 
Never forget you, like, asking me to sit through, like, 20 minutes of his banter to try to find that isolated sound clip. Someone put, like, all of his banter on YouTube in one video. I needed it, man. I needed it. I did it. I did it. Uh, Was it worth it? Uh, ask wheels. Ceno uh, Blade has so many good random one-liners. I'm really feeling it, man. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, those flying squirrels from Suit Coden Two. Uh, that turtle thing from Shining Force Two. That's actually uh, awful. Actually, Joe Gert from Shining Force One. But the real answer is the Phoenix from Shining Force Two. But the real answer is Joe Gert. Oh, yeah. Real answer, palicos. Palicos are so cute and awesome. Yes. Listen. And they always tell cat jokes they never miss a cat pun. Listen, listen. Jogurt <laughs> is a hamster wearing a helmet. I rest my case. It's so Kitty cats have full armor sets. And have you seen the new one that came out during the Appreciation Festival? He looks like a little alien, and the weapon he uses is a flying saucer. And if you just stand around in town, the flying saucer weapon that floats around him starts beaming up little holographic kittens. It is the cutest <gasps> thing in the world. Oh, it is so good. Okay. But right. Everyone's making good cases part. here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to... Put, um, put a vote in for my old pal Pochi from Metal Max. Pochi is good. Yes, he Respect. is. He's, yep. The little Shiba dog with the bazooka strapped to his back. Excellent argument. That's all thanks <laughs> And about best wingman, yes. Pochi has your best interests, though. But can you pet him? Hmm. You better be able to. Be I was going to say that's, one of my, that's on my list of demands for the remake of Xeno. <laughs> He's like, we better have that puppy, and you know what? You've already promised you're going to put him in, so let's pet him, please. Just go all out. Exactly. Because I heard that's been I heard that's been um, delayed till July. Yes, yeah. this is the year of delays. I count this as a good thing. Yes. Me like, too. Like, since our last episode, um, The Outer Worlds got a release date for Switch and then was delayed. On the bright side, it also got uh, announced that its physical edition would actually be worth a damn. So. Yes. I should say it, it actually is going to get a physical edition instead of a code in a box. Yeah, they were going. To, they were originally planning to sell you a box with a download code in it, and now they're going to sell you a video game on a card. Yes. Which is handy, because <laughs> yeah. I imagine that's, that's a large download. So Yeah, that's probably going to be like at least 20 years. I, I, assume, <laughs> I assume not Witcher 3 level, but still pretty big. That thing was gigantic. Yes. Uh, I'm very glad they put that on a cart. Yeah. I put it in pre-order. In uh, conclusion, uh, Pochi was probably the correct answer. Uh, I'm going to put it as a tie with Palicos. Yeah. Fair. I don't know enough about Monster Hunter to dispute this, no matter how much I might want to. <laughs> but let's see. Uh, see, I want to hit one of these because it's a relatively quick question while we try to sort out our feelings on one of them. So, 
I assume you. Uh, I assume that's not Kroll's question, which is Kroll's question is the long one. Yeah. That I want you guys to be thinking about while I quickly sort out who dies next question. Okay. So Kroll's question is: Which RPGs do you most appreciate for the world building, regardless of whether the rest of it is up to scratch? Which is a bit of a one that I'll have to think about. But this next one from Rudai is nice and quick. Is Mistwalker still a company? Yes, they run a semi-successful mobile. RPG that I don't think uh, anyone I know plays. But the thing is that Mistwalker is not really a developer. They are a they're a company that basically you hire to get the services of Hironobu Sakaguchi and a handful of other people to sort of craft a narrative and design and then you have another company that actually develops Right, and, and I don't think a lot of people ever fully understand that. So that's why that's part of why their actual games are of such wildly varying quality. See but, uh, Blue Dragon and its sequels? Blue Dragon, uh, some of the ones you've never heard of, like Archaic Sealed Heat or Away Shuffle Dungeon, uh, Last Story, like they don't make a lot of games internally. The only one I think they've made internally per se is Terra Battle, which is again, semi-successful mobile game. The hilarious thing about Terra Battle, there's a Terra Battle 2. Terra Battle 1 still runs. Terra Battle 2 has been shut down. <laughs> mobile but yeah, games. like they are there are a handful of companies that exist in the same space as Mistwalker. Uh, famous ones would be like Red Entertainment does much the same thing. Uh, they are officially like the scenarists behind things like Soccer Wars, but uh, you know, in general, they don't make things. They make design outlines that mm-hmm. other companies end up producing games from. And then so, they get to put some really big names on their design team. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of why these companies continue to get like business like freaking uh like Mistwalker will not go out of business until uh Hironobu Sakaguchi and whatever other big names exist within it. I think they also provide music services until those until they retire, die or both. Um but yeah, so I yeah, I don't like that Miss Walker is still a company in as far as they were ever a company. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, as for RPGs, we appreciate for world building. I extrapolated out there for a few minutes. Anyone think of some? Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is Romancing Saga, any numbered, any one of them that you wish to choose. That's a good answer. But specifically the first one, because very obvious, it's just looking... Uh, I actually had the Romancing Saga Minstrel Song um, special book for a while. The one with the eight novellas in the back. <laughs> eight, you said? Um, one, one for each main character, yes. Wow. Um, and some world building notes and things. And it's just the more you read, the more it becomes increasingly obvious that this was originally Kawazu's pet drag- Dungeons and Dragons campaign setting. Huh. I mean, he, uh, I mean, You'll find lots of RPGs with their own small pantheons that are involved in the efforts of the world, but Romancing Saga has multiple pantheons, an entire Titanomachia mythological line, 
and several explanations why the older set of gods no longer lives on the planet. Mm-hmm. And you will still find art- artifacts with the names of these deities on them. And there's some of the best gear in the game. It's like, okay, um, we need to do some deep dive reading to figure out what this particular item is named after. No longer exists. Yeah. Um, Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my pick for just the best ever because Kawazu has always proved that he's really good at making worlds more than he is at necessarily making games that everyone can enjoy. Uh, that we try they very hard. Compelling worlds. Yeah. I mean, the, looking at one of his first ones, uh, Final Fantasy Legend, aka Saga 1, just. Um, I don't want to say like it has phenomenal world building, but that is like a just a weird, very strange universe that you want to find out more about. Like the exploring the tower and finding, yeah, exploring the tower, finding weird random floors. It's just <laughs> very interesting. In the same vein, Saga Frontier has a world that doesn't feel like it fits together, but that's what makes it so compelling. Yeah. <laughs> NPCs in the game will specifically mention like how weird it is and various lost civilizations. I think they named Canberra as mm. an actual lost civilization at one point. That's great. And I need to play Frontier again. Uh, Scarlet Grace also presents a pretty interesting world. It's so pretty. It is very pretty. It's so pretty. There's still things I'm trying to figure out about Scarlet Grace as it's like is the is that entire world actually artificial? Hmm. Is it actually some sort of space colony and all the magic is being run through a some sort of distri- um, distributed network? Because hmm. uh, it really feels like it sometimes. Interesting. So but do we have any non? <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna give like a, a video game answer, then kind of a not video game answer. Um, but it's role playing. Uh, so so I love the world of Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, yes, I just from yes, the beginning yes, when yes. I played that game to the end, I want to know more about the people. I want to know more about their history. I want to know how they got to that point. Uh, I want to know about their customs. Um, it was just an interesting group of people. The w- world was very well detailed. It really drew me into the experience. Um, I just, you know, I just love that game. Um, yeah. what's, and a big part of it is the world building. Yeah, what's really cool about that one is I feel like a lot of post-apocalyptic games don't really focus a lot on like how the world got there. It's just kind of, well, the world went to, to shit. And here you are. Now you're in the... In, giant wasteland whereas this that game really focuses on how all that happens how everything's connected and it just it just gives the whole world this really cool depth that uh i was not expecting from from that game and i always like to say it this is from the developers of the kill zone series yeah and it does it without needing a 300 hour investment yeah you know like it gets you in pretty quick and it keeps you it keeps you in until you get to get through it which really doesn't take all that long um it doesn't overstay its welcome um leaves you wanting more yeah yeah no horizon zero dawn awesome can't wait for uh the follow-up that 
hopefully come sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, on, on pen and paper, I play a lot of pen and paper, and I really, personally, I love the, the world of Pathfinder and Galarian. Um, you know, the fantasy settings get kind of cliche after a while, and you play so many Dungeons & Dragons and the such, and I just kind of like how they have these different lands with different people, different histories. Their concept in making up the world is like, look, there's dwarves and elves, and there's drow, and there's all this stuff, but really our world is is mostly populated by humans. Now, how can that possibly be interesting? Everybody wants to, to talk about all these different races. Um, it's interesting because of the country, because of the history, because of the people, because of what's happened in our past, the old gods, how what, what situation they put us in, how we got here. Whenever I sit down with new players, I could just go on and on and on about the history of whatever country we're starting the game in, um, because each country in that setting, every city has its own story. And there's tons and tons of books out there that goes as deep as you want. I always tell people, if you just want to come to my table and play a game and play through it and enjoy role-playing experience, you can. But if you really want to invest, make a deep character with a deep background and you want a lot of material to work with, there's so many books there. And unlike like the old D&D Dragonlance books, which nowadays feel super cliche and boring, I tried to read through like Drid's, the Drid series. <laughs> Try well, staying awake. very new or interesting when it was first written. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's really bad now, let me tell you. I, I mean, I thought the book first book was kind of cool because, you know, it's kind of building up the Drow Society and stuff, but then as soon as he gets above ground, starts doing his above ground stuff, it gets very tropey and boring real quick. Um, it just feels like I can read a Paizo fiction book and the, with the different religions interacting with the different countries and the different backgrounds and the different cultures, uh, there's so many different permutations of interactions that can happen. And it, it means that every book is different and interesting. It also means every character that you make for that game can be completely different and interesting. So there you go. Nice. Let's, uh, I want to try the um, the actual RPGs, Pathfinder RPGs they've released. Are those any good? Y yeah. issues with Kingmaker, but that's partly because I don't use it as a mouse. Yeah, they had. They definitely had some release issues uh, with Path, uh, Path, uh, Pathfinder Keymaker. There was a number of bugs, um, and then there was the uh, really a lack of um, tutorialship because it's it's running off the Pathfinder pen and paper game underneath the hood, and then it's trying to speed it up in a real time like Baldur's Gate did with D and D. Pathfinder is already deeper and more complicated than Dungeon Dragon, so you can right. imagine throwing that in the real time, especially with some of its rules. For example, yeah. what first encounters they would throw at players is a group, I believe it's rats or spiders. And the swarming rules in Pathfinder are essentially, when you're dealing with a swarm of diminutive creatures, you have to use an area effect attack of some sort. Otherwise, you're just not going to get anywhere, and they're going to eat you to death. So you'd have new players walking in, take that very first quest, and die, because they had no idea that they needed to be prepared with these, you know, area of effect dealies. Um, and at first level, you have to really go out of your way to, to have to have that, especially since the game doesn't let you really build a whole party, just your main hero, and then you pick up some party members. So um, uh, they 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 fired a lot of that out. They listened to a lot of feedback from what I understand. I haven't played it yet, but but I've been watching the feedback carefully, and I did just pick it up uh, with all the expansions on uh, the New Year sale or whatever it was called. So I'll give it a shot at some point. Um, but I know it's been successful enough that they've uh, that they 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 uh, they did a Kickstarter for uh, basically a standalone expansion or a sequel. Um, 
the Wrath of the Righteous, which really blows my mind because th that's the adventure path. So both of these are adventure paths, uh, you know, pre-written campaigns that you can play with your players. Kingmaker is one of the most popular campaigns I've run for players because the idea is that your your party of adventurers will eventually become rulers of the kingdom, right? And everybody wants to do that. Well, Wrath of the Righteous, that was a lot more niche. It's basically uh, about your characters being very, very epic, the hero of heroes. Um, the concern there is in the pen and paper version, I never got far with players in this because Pathfinder is already a super complicated game and they added a layer of rules to explain why your characters are cut above. They're essentially the Hercules, uh, you know, the, the heroes of the heroes. These guys oh, basically with blessed powers. That's in the mythic rule set, isn't it? Yes, yes. And so those mythic rules make an already complicated battle system super complicated and deep. Uh, and, and uh, oh boy, that's, that is not going to be newbie friendly. But I just saw on RPGamer.com that they just announced that they're going to have a turn-based mode in there, which will make that much more manageable. I'm very Suddenly excited. Suddenly, I care. Oh, Yay. What's that? I, I could never get far on Kingmaker just because I couldn't control things fast enough to keep up with the bandits trying to rip my face off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no. That, that's, uh, yeah. Anybody who's listened to enough RPG Backtracks knows my disdain for taking those D&D &D rules in Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, and such, and making them into a real-time system. It just doesn't translate well. We, with the pen and paper, you know exactly where your fireball's going. With Baldur's Gate, your guy starts casting, everybody moves 20 paces in random directions, and your fireball ends up killing off half your party. So... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, these, these games really need to have a turn-based option. And, and we, we got that with Pillars of Eternity, right? Didn't that Pillars start off of Eternity with, like, 2 had a, uh, a turn-based mode patched into it. Yeah, so I'm very excited to see a move back from developers to, to, to at least have that as an option and, and maybe move back in that direction because... I mean, all I heard was, oh, yeah, Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale. We, we, we don't do turn-based because people don't like turn-based. They want real time. And I'm just like, that's fine. I just really want to feel confused the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fine if your system is built from the ground up for real-time play. There, there's nothing wrong with games that. games or not. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, like, Wrath of the Righteous feels like it's singing my song a bit more. I also appreciate the fact that you can actually rotate the camera. <laughs> Major like bonus that. points, yeah. And, and when you get down to it, I mean, one of one of Pathfinder's biggest weaknesses is having to keep track of everything, and that's what computer games do better. Exactly. So how do you mess up a conversion like this? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you put it back to turn-based the way it's supposed to be, and you let the computer do all the heavy lifting in the math, you could have the definitive, you know, way to play a, you know, a high-level Pathfinder game. I can tell you, I played this for years and years and years and years. I could never get a group beyond level ten to twelve because it just starts falling apart. The combat gets so slow. There were there were game sessions where our combats would be three, four, five. I take up the entire session for one fight. <laughs> so, yeah, we a lot of my players were now in D and D fifth edition. So a lot simpler to deal with. Maybe <laughs> is a nice version, a nice addition. Yeah. But I won't derail us. We could talk about fifth edition all day. Let's not. Uh, man, I'm looking at the Wrath of the Righteous Kickstarter and all I can think of is like, why do these mock-ups of the physical version or the, of the, why do these digital ver download mock-ups have like a Games for Windows logo? Has Microsoft used that in the past ten years? No. 
<laughs> I don't know why he's lined up that <laughs> Uh, that's too funny. I might. Oh, I, I, I kind of swore off Kickstarter. I'm kind of tempted now that they've they've announced a turn base because that's singing my song, and I kind of want to support that. But I've also not had the best experience with some of those Kickstarters. I had to kick in on were you a wonderful 101 remaster. Me too. Oh yeah, don't blame me off. Don't blame me on that. Were you a mighty number nine backer? <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, I missed out on that one myself. Oh, missed. That's Air called quotes. dodge. <laughs> they missed you, <laughs> that bullet. Now, I'm curious, which what have you been burned on? <laughs> uh, now I'm trying uh oh, um 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 under underworld I now I need to look it up real quick. Underworld I'm, Ascendant. Thank you. Underworld Ascension. I was super excited it was about the that. Underworld style thing. Thank that you. Apparently sucks. Yes. Oh, it sucks so bad. I, I I got my Kickstarter copy finally, and I was all excited. Went to download and start playing, and oh my gosh, it was buggy. It, it played like it played like I don't want to say that word because in case it has a BPG, but it, it it played really badly. It just no, it was it very very disappointing. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was very, very disappointing um, because, yeah, I was looking for a more modern version of uh, the Ultima Underworld, whatever it was called, game that I played way back in the day. So, there really isn't anything that plays like those anymore, so I feel bad for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Strafe kind of is mediocre. It's not super bad, but I had backed that one because that's supposed to be like a roguelike shooter that kind of calls back to the old days um, with the gameplay style, but it just ended up feeling very mediocre. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I did get, I did make out with Bloodstained Ritual the night, though. I don't regret that at all. That's oh, that been game's long. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and you got a free that, bonus game, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which so is that also was, really good. Yeah. 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 So I guess I won that one. And the battle, I backed Battletech. That was pretty good. Yeah, it's the 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 good adage for uh, there are two important adages to remember before donating to a Kickstarter. Don't throw, don't donate any money that you would miss if <laughs> you would miss if it just fell in a, fell in a hole, and mm-hmm. don't get too invested in the final product until you actually start seeing it shape up. <laughs> Ever get involved in a land war in Asia? Yeah, that's the third one. <laughs> I remember I backed. Do not kickstart uh, a land war in Asia. I, I backed Divinity Original Sin because I remember at the time, you know, when they were doing that the, the the presentation for it about how you know nobody the publishers wouldn't really back them because the the idea of having a turn based game Speaking RPG was just so RPG. crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was like, you know what? There, I love turn based you know RPGs. I especially love tactical ones that feel like a pen and paper experience. And I'm like, yeah, if this is the only way we can move the needle forward on this little subgenre of RPGs. I like. That I'm gonna chip in, and that ended up being really good, and it kind of, kind of, kind of kicked off a little bit of a revolution, a re-revolution of that, because now you see a number of turn-based RPGs just being pumped out on the PC, like tactical, strat, strategic daily. So hmm. it was all because I chipped in forty bucks. Go me. Mm-hmm. I believed in the heart of the cards. <laughs> By the way, for Yu-Gi-Oh fans, check out the Yu-Gi-Oh Poker Night on YouTube. But don't watch it at work. It's not quite safe for the workplace. But it is hilarious. 
One day, yeah. one day, me and Wheels will play Yu-Gi-Oh just so I can watch Wheels' brain explode oh, the way God. the rules work. <laughs> <sighs> you fool! Your arrogance got you! I had this trap card all along! <laughs> Lights of binding! Right around the point where I explain explain what uh, Pendulum means in Yu-Gi-Oh, I think its brain will leak out of the Oh, tears. for the love of God. I have enough <laughs> trouble dealing with layering effects in Magic the Gathering. Listen, some of the monsters, they go in the back row, and then they, like, if there's if there's different numbers between them, anything with numbers between them can be placed in the front row without cost. Very complicated. That makes total sense. Total sense. Uh, what? Ow. <laughs> now that's impossible. Hey, everybody needs to play Slay the Spire. Yes, yeah, Slay the Spire is awesome. Agreed. Yeah. Let's, let's hit this last Budai question before we go completely. Oh, wait, uh, I had one more world building one. Of course. Okay. Uh, the Trails series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, that's, a that's building game. across many games. And kind of slighter, but from the same company, would be the E series. Yeah, it's but, weird that like people don't think of East as a plot-driven franchise, but someone at Falcom cares a lot. Yep. <laughs> yes, they do. I was going to say, we that's the it's... definition of Falcom. It's they care a lot about the stuff. Yeah. Like, somewhere they, somewhere there's, like... Uh, I just appreciate that East is all written from like the perspective of Adult dies at, like, 60-something, and... He is on like his eighth adventure, and he is not. He is like maybe twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got uh, another approximately a hundred and fifty. <laughs> but yeah, man, the trail series. I, I could I could see how how much world building they do from one game, and it feels. Almost too much, but I appreciate it nonetheless. He is apparently 24 as of East 9. <laughs> I still remember a couple years ago, RP Gamer had an interview with one of the guys translating it, and he gave a sample of some Japanese text and challenged everyone to try to figure out what it was. And I'm just looking at this and like, is this talking about cottage industry and something and something? And I don't know what that word is because it's not actually Japanese. And this reads like a high school economics textbook. And guess what it was? Uh, high, high school, school economics textbook. textbook. Actual <laughs> high school economics textbook, textbook in the game, yes. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's Falcon. <laughs> but we love them for it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, and Budai's last question. Uh, this is a weird one. I'm not sure I have answers for this. What video game reminds you of Saturday and which of Sunday? <laughs> so I would broaden that to games that you associate with having played on. Well, for some reason, Saturday just reminds me of a random song from the Captain Underpants movie. Well, okay. <laughs> you're, you're parentally brain broken. Only one other person on this call knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I actually took my niece and nephew to see that movie the last time I was in America. Yeah. It was like, I was looking ahead on, like, hey, what is there to do in America during the summer right now? I was like, wait a moment, there's a Captain Underpants movie out right now? Ah! Yeah. <sighs> I'll do it. Yes. 
Saturday? Oh, now I'm going to have to throw that song uh, at the end of this episode or something. Saturday in the punk. Okay, but yeah. Uh, I mean, like, when I think of playing games on the weekend, I think of being a child and playing Super Nintendo games on the weekend, so... <laughs> Those are what I think of with Saturday and Sunday. Nice. In conclusion, the ultimate Sunday game is Super Mario World. Super Mario, Super Mario, Super Mario World. Are you singing the freaking Super Mario Super World Mario TV World. show? It's a blast from the past. That isn't even a good Super cartoon. Mario World. Yeah, it's God. awful. <laughs> it's I will bring you off with the Double Dragon theme song. King Cooper, the kid, I believe, nearly once because his daughter liked him so much. To be a dragon, you gotta be strong. Oh, never break it. It's amazing how progressively worse the Mario cartoons got. Yeah, because they didn't start good. They just got no, worse. All right, everybody, together with me. Three, two, one. Swing your and arms your from arms side to side. Come on, it's time to go to the Mario. Take one step and then again. Yeah. Let's let's do the Mario yeah. all together now. Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah, come on, come on, Mike. You're not getting it. Da, da, da. Like and, you know, this is one thing I don't recognize, so I'm not sure what's going on. Okay. Oh, you know what? I got your back here, brother. Let me send you the YouTube video. Then oh, your life will be complete. But yeah, that that one is just the original. What? Is just like this is so ridiculous. This is actually fun. And then the Super Mario Brothers three show is. God awful. <laughs> and somehow world is worse because it has Yoshi talking and Yoshi's voice is just and it the has worst cavemen thing. for some reason. Because it's dinosaur land. I get Listen, the important part is that Super Mario Brothers Super Show they, has an they episode have the Koopa guest Kids, And the Koopa Kids look all wrong. <laughs> Super wrong. Mario Brothers Super Show has an episode guest starring Roddy Roddy Piper, so it's the best one. It's true. It's very true. Uh, and most of ready, ready, ready. Yes. And most of the other guest stars, it's like, who are you? Melly Vanelli was on there. I grew up in this era. I don't know who you are. <laughs> I'm gonna get look some of these up and throw them at you. You're gonna have to live with this. Oh god. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I've sent us down this horrible rabbit hole. <laughs> Swing your arms. Okay. Oh man, yeah, a lot of these are who are you? You love Shabadoo. Ugh. Why was Elvira on this? What? <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Shining Force reminds me of Saturdays because uh, I used to not be allowed to play video games during the weekdays, and that led to many a Saturday and Sunday uh, just playing tons and tons of. Shining Force and Chrono Trigger and Fantasy Star 4, etc. Okay, I'm, I'm stopping. I'm I think I know what the outro music this week is going to be. No, the outro music is the thing I was, uh, is freaking, no, I already made this decision. We are not going back on it. In the summertime by Mungo, Mungo Jerry. Uh, you know I'm gonna forget that. 
that's why I'm going to send it to you every oh, freaking day. <laughs> in the summertime when the weather is hot. Okay. But yeah. Um Yeah, I think we're out of questions. Oh. Thank God. <laughs> oh, good news everyone. I'm reading that the Sonic movie is not terrible. Yes, I'm hearing it's pretty okay. Yeah, I'm excited for pretty okay. Wheels just needs some pretty okay. I saw Colbert's interview with Jim Carrey, and he was talking about how fun it was to play a guy with an IQ of 300 and how he had to kind of tone it down a little bit. (laughs) And he was very, very jealous of the professional who was playing his mustache. Okay, so uh, anyone else got weekend games? Uh, Turns out the ultimate Sunday game is Sunday Fun Day by Wizard oh, Tree. Saturday morning RPG. Oh yeah, that's Saturday game. Yeah, the ultimate Probably. Saturday game technology. <laughs> In conclusion, uh, Saturday morning RPG is recommendable. Sunday Fun Day is not. Yes. No, somewhat. Rec- I don't think it's very good, but it's got its its heart is in the right place. That's why I say recommendable. Sunday Fun Day is the most cynical thing imaginable. <laughs> but, oh man! Now I'm remembering all the other weird permutations of Sunday Fun Day, half of which are not safe for work. <laughs> it's originally a game called Menace Beach. And, like, you were trying to rescue your girlfriend, but it was a Color Dreams game, so their thought process was, how do we sell this in a way that implies that it's, like... How do we sell this in a way that Nintendo... that uses the fact that we are not a Nintendo-licensed developer, so they just, like, Mm. every stage you see, like, your girlfriend's clothes melting off? Don't know what's going on with that. Then an actually crazy, uh... Then an actually crazy frickin', uh... I'll say Taiwanese uh, pirate developer like took that version and retitled it like Miss Peach World what? and just put <laughs> some truly arbitrary Peach from Mario imagery on the cover and basically nothing else listen if, if anyone wants to hear me talk about bootleg games for a while I got a lot of bootleg game knowledge <laughs> Well, you will not believe how much information exists on Mortal Kombat Special 56 People Edition. Before Christmas, my sister sent me this thing that looks like a Game Boy, but actually has a bunch of Famicom games on it. Oh, yeah, that's what Diamond does, and those are great. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just looking through these, and like, Super Mario 16. Yeah. <laughs> so 16. Well, there, there, are, there are at least three more games on here listed as Super Mario than there actually exist. And one of them is very obviously somebody took this game about a samurai from Edo, Japan, and occasionally made it look like Mario. Because it's possible to get hit, shift back to his original sprite, and keep doing stuff. And the other one is very obviously kind of an adventure with Mario um, being subbed in on top of uh, Buster Bunny. 
I think huh. one of I think the the samurai looking one might actually be Kid Nicky Radical Ninja Three. Kaketsu Yanjimaru Three. There's yeah, a lot of like, these. Yeah, like you're usually better off when they're actually just a bad sprite hack. When they're when they're pirate original, there. No one wants to play Wait and See. Also, the name Wait and See is deeply honest. It's a it's an unlicensed bug Bugs Bunny game. Oh. I think one of my other favorite bootleg games is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 4 for Super Nintendo, <laughs> which is a bad sprite hack of a Speedy Gonzalez game. What? <laughs> with the mice you're rescuing replaced by Mario. Uh, okay. How do you feel about Donkey Kong Country 6? We're a four and five. <laughs> well, we we actually got those a few years ago. Yeah, I I know, but I'm assuming that this was made before them. It was. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we're Listen, a four they were and just five. ahead of the game. <sighs> a lot of these also will just go under like five different names. <laughs> oh, they're so good. They're so good. I love them. I love. I have a special deep fondness for bootleg games. Wheels, when are you going to play Final Fantasy VII for the NES? Was that real? There was a Chinese bootleg NES Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, okay. I've seen, I've seen like screenshots of that before. I, I always assumed it was like not a full game, but apparently no, apparently. Apparently it goes pretty far. It's like a ROM hack of like Final Fantasy three. Interesting. Final Fantasy ten, Fantasy War. What can I do for you? Oh. I can't hear you. Bum, 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 bum. Oh man, I'm just I'm just thinking about bootleg games now. How do you feel about Cart Fighter? What what what? Kart Fighter. It, what if what if Mario Kart was a fighting game? It sort of is already. Listen, I want you to gaze at this image and tell me what emotions <laughs> excite in you. I'm gonna just, assume pain. Just, just look at it. <laughs> oh, God, wow, that's scary. <laughs> what? It's Kart Fighter. Bootleg uh... games are beautiful. There's so many more than just Samari. I don't know what that that is. I'm not sure I want to know what that is. Uh, it's okay. So Samari the Adventurer is an attempt to port Sonic the Hedgehog to the NES, but in doing so, they also just replaced Sonic Sprite with Mario, and then they like completely messed up all the level designs. Huh. I'm gonna give you the title screen of Samari, and you will understand. No. No. <laughs> Why? It's a mine. Why? That, that definitely needed to happen. I'm glad someone <laughs> took care of that. All of these all of these games are beautiful and important. Virtua Fighter versus Talkin' 2. 
They they yeah. just messed up the spelling of Tekken. Important. Sorry, someone someone please ask us about <laughs> please ask us about bootleg games next time so I have an yeah. excuse to do this. But, yeah. Okay, I think we've run out of questions, so unless right. anyone wants to stop me. <laughs> please, please, stop. Okay, I'll stop. Alright, well, send us questions in the usual places. Send us... Um, if you have some indie nonsense you want me to check out at PAX East, let me know. And I will probably not look at it, but you can ask anyway. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, the the indie section is usually a hot mess. So, if you know of something cool that I should check out, let me know. Because otherwise, I usually just wander around aimlessly and see what's cool. Uh, which can easily lead me to miss a lot because yeah, it's there's all kinds of stuff there. So recommendations are welcome. Uh, otherwise, I will just get into the, a line to play the Final Fantasy VII remake demo, uh, which they're I'm apparently excited. not offering to press. So. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, but I'll get to play that Trials was... of Mana. That's a really good. Yeah. Game. Yay! That demo was also impressive. It just wasn't FF7 impressive. <laughs> <sighs> Let me tell you about Final Fantasy. <sighs> Alright, anyway. Uh, I guess questions, usual places. Um, Which is to say comments, Discord. You should check out uh, Backtrack. I was just on there talking Chrono Trigger not too long ago. And I should try to be on one of those one day. <laughs> we just did. We just got the recording. Uh, Mother, the Earthbound series, Motherbound series, whatever you want to call it. I probably would have been very mean. It's good that I wasn't. There. <laughs> yeah. So that was a lot of mother hours of mother talk. Okay, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> The Hunt, uh, which Phil recorded a solo episode of recently, because I've obviously been uh, a bit over-babied with baby. But I will be returning to my Monster Hunter duties in short order. Well, you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills without the need for a whetstone. Yes. It's all about carving up those monsters. <laughs> except for except for Furious Rajon. I'm not doing that. There's just no nothing sounds good about that. Is there actually a turkey monster in this game? You know what? Uh uh, uh Kula Laku comes pretty damn close. Uh and he's got a big egg, so you could have egg and omelets if you just kill him, you get like a two for one dinner special. He's really cute. <laughs> Unlike Rajong. There's nothing cute about Rajong. Nope. Mm -mm. 
He's very angry. I don't know what happened to him. Like bad childhood, monkey childhood or something. I, I don't know. But he's mean. <laughs> I think he's just angry because people call him, keep calling him a monkey when he's clearly a gorilla. Nah, he's just a big overgrown monkey. Very <laughs> vicious monkey. Listen, I'm going to scientifically use the wrong answer and say they're the same animal. <laughs> there, now wheels can be mad at me instead. Uh, hey, and if you uh, if you're listening and you like playing World of Warcraft and you want to run some dungeons with me sometimes, look me up. I'm JC Servant sixteen seventeen on Blizzard Doodad. Just tell me you listen to the Q and A quest, so I don't think you're just some weird guy who wants to tell me how horribly I run dungeons. <laughs> not, tell- not that that's ever happened to me, of course. You should still tell Phil how terribly he runs dungeons. Rude. Never, never happened. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm gonna hit the stop recording button now. See you next time, folks. See you, Space Cowboy. See you.